I'm Marcus Smith, and this is Constant Wonder. This month, with Christmas drawing near, join me on a journey called Advent. Constant Wonder is marking this venerable tradition, a calendar of hopeful anticipation, with daily short episodes, a new Advent experience every day all the way through the 25th. Together with special guests, we're seeking out the wonder and awe felt by so many people during this season of hope, reverence, peace, and goodwill. It's December 5th. When Amber Haynes went to Rome with her husband Seth and some friends, she meant for it to be a pilgrimage. But she didn't know it would actually change her life by curing a bitterness that had been lingering deep inside. Seth has a podcast with his friend Tish, and so they invited their listeners to join us. And it was a pilgrimage full of activity. So any single thing on that trip could have been seen as the whole goal. So it was a lot. And when you start in Rome, I didn't realize because I had not been to Rome before, but it was just a bustling city and it was so much to take in. I loved it. I loved it so much. Just the art was its own pilgrimage. But to get out of Rome is where the pilgrimage really started for me. I didn't wake up that morning like hoping to have some amazing experience. It just became one. It was an ambush. (laughs) It was an ambush. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely an ambush of silence and beauty and, and awe. That's Amber Haynes. She and her husband, Seth Haynes, are the authors of The Deep Down Things, Practices for Growing Hope in Times of Despair. The moment of this ambush or transformation in Amber's life came in the Italian town of Subiaco. It's the site of St. Benedict's medieval monastery and as such is a beloved destination for Catholic pilgrims. It's about an hour from Rome. And so just far enough outside of Rome, you're, you're moving into more of the a mountainous, wooded area. Subiaco is actually in the side of the mountain. We had to walk quite a bit straight up to get to this place. And so we enter into this space that is full of roses and hydrangeas and all this landscaping. And then the art was overwhelming on all the walls and on all the ceilings. And so you're, you're breaking your neck to see it all and to kind of understand what it is you're supposed to get out of it. Where are you even supposed to start? Before I had the, I guess, the aha moment where my heart was broken and mended all in one swoop, there were several scenes on the wall that prepared me, that softened me up. One was the fresco of Jesus on the cross and then the darkness surrounding it and he's looking down and in that crowd Mary is who he's looking at because I have four sons there was something about Mary's love for her son and his love for his mother that broke me in that moment because I know that mother love very very well so I was in a tender place And I turned back toward the door to the left, right next to the door, which is probably where I was supposed to start. 
And that is where I saw um, Jesus being carried away um, as he was on his way to, to his crucifixion. But it's where Judas had given the kiss. It was right after the kiss. And he was being dragged away by soldiers. But the look in Jesus's eyes to Judas was, I love you. It wasn't, how dare you? It was, I love you. And in that, I think my first thing was, he loves me. Um, that I am actually loved even when I have not been lovable. And the other thing was how much he had to have been hurt by his friend that he loved. And then I remembered my own deep woundedness and pain. And in that moment, I felt a deep sense of sincere love for the person who had hurt me. And that is not a thing that I had felt before Like in my process of really trying to come to forgiveness. Could you give us just enough of the backstory for us to understand what you were grappling with and what, what, it, what it was you had to forgive? I've been a leader in a church setting for a while, and I was under a priest and a church leader in a position of authority and power and used that in manipulative ways to speak inappropriately to me. And truly, I had to walk away from my vocation and what I love very much to feel safe and okay. You left your efforts to go into the ministry in that setting. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's kind of silly for anybody to say, you know, if nothing happened, then nothing happened. But that's not true because these were inappropriate verbal advances uh, from somebody in a position of uh, power. And, and you had worked under this person for a, a couple of years, as I understand it. And the ick factor is something I can't really calculate. The ick factor was was huge. And just the the pain of, you know, someone that you trust and, and really had thought was going to lead us into a place of flourishing. It actually was a place of just folding in on myself and a couple of years of not even remembering who I am or what what it is that I love. That's a hard kind of grief to explain to people, but it it was very real. And so the pilgrimage took place two years after that. So you tell a story and you write about hope and despair and forgiveness and beauty and freedom, all of these, uh, you know, abstract but very important concepts. In this pilgrimage of yours, in the moment, did you know that you had been changed? Yes, in the moment I knew I had been changed. The image that came into my mind was that I have a, a throne. This is so strange. Let me just talk strangely a second. I'd love it. I have a throne inside me. And the question was, what do I let sit on the throne? I had let a lot of fear and betrayal remain there, even though I had prayed my prayers and said, I forgive this. The wrongdoing was wrong. I'm not about saying that it wasn't. But still on that throne was this deep sense of, I am never going to be or have what I had before. In that moment of forgiveness, it was the feeling of love taking the place of that fear and those deep questions, the, the dark thoughts about who I am. That was a very big moment for me. 
Thanks for joining with us today on Constant Wonder for Day 5 of our Advent Observance. Our guest has been Amber Haynes. She and her husband, Seth Haynes, are the authors of The Deep Down Things, Practices for Growing Hope in Times of Despair. Today's episode was produced by Eric Schultzka with help from Mamie Teeples and sound designed by James Call. If you'd like to hear earlier installments in this Advent series, you can find them all at byuradio.org, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow in our Advent series, Mary and Joseph presented the baby Jesus at the temple in Jerusalem, why this event should figure more prominently in the celebration of Christmas. We see Mary's body honored within the story. We see the infant's body honored. And I think that is a suggestion to us about how we would honor our own bodies and our own lives, especially in this season. I'm Marcus Smith. Constant Wonder is a production of BYU Radio.